Welcome to Here for Her Health, where we're building a better, healthier every day for women. Brought to you by Organon. Welcome to another episode of Organon's Here for Her Health podcast, where we're building a better and healthier every day for every woman. I'm Wendy Lund. If you've been tuning in, you know we've been covering some outrageous facts on the podcast, outrageous because they show the immense impact of gender disparities in health and the global scope of the health challenges facing women. For example, the worldwide unplanned pregnancy rate of 50% hasn't changed in 20 years. But in this episode, we're going to go beyond the facts and focus on finding the way out. My guest today is Dr. Sandy Milligan, Head of Research and Development for Organon. Sandy, thank you for being part of our podcast episode. Please tell our audience about your background and why you were interested in joining a women's health company. Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. So first of all, I have to share that embarrassingly, I have over 20 years of experience in pharma and biotech. Most of that has been in larger companies, but I have expanded my presence from small molecules to biologics in almost every therapeutic area. My last six years were at Merck, and that, of course, is a company where significant focus and investment was in oncology, which is not too dissimilar to other biotech companies where there is significant investment in discovery and early and late stage assets in areas where the disease science has really progressed and accelerated. Now, Organon is a really interesting company to join. It has a broad portfolio of brands in established areas of primary care, such as cardiovascular, respiratory disease, dermatology, but with a mission of building a pipeline of assets and asset opportunities directed at improving the lives of women. Moreover, as we intend to be modality agnostic in our approach, we can place women in the center of our pipeline and search for those diagnostics and devices and therapeutics that meet her unmet medical needs. That's amazing. Organon is so lucky to have you. How big, when you think about it, how big is the challenge in front of us in addressing women's health disparities and tackling the persistent conditions that impact millions of women globally? From your point of view as the head of R&D and as a woman who spent your whole career or most of it working in the health sector, what's it going to take to put these what we consider outrageous facts behind us? Really meeting persistent challenges in women's health is going to require a concerted ecosystem-wide effort that ensures four factors are available to women everywhere. Innovation, information, choice, and access. Innovation, information, choice, and access are all equally important and they are interdependent. Innovation is a fundamental factor required for us to move women's health forward towards solutions that are more personalized, more selective than a general on-off button of hormonal or endocrine biology. Often innovation is incremental. This is important as it moves the science forward, but it is important that there is data and information available to clinicians and to patients in deciding an intervention or therapeutic. For instance, in the area of contraception, women have an array of choices. The treatment course really should be guided by the woman's family and life plan. And access is a really important factor that is critical to move women's health forward. We all recognize that, for instance, contraception is not a luxury item and that every single woman on this planet 
deserves to have the choice of when and how to manage her family planning. Sandy, this is an ambitious effort you're talking about. I love what you're saying. How do you think we can achieve this? Well, I don't think any single company, organization, or government can do this alone. And really, to make this meaningful, sustainable change that's needed, we as an industry and as a society first have to recognize that the vastness of the unmet medical need and the fact that we can't provide the innovation, information, choice, and access needed to meet this challenge will be without collaboration. There has to be a cross-disciplinary global effort that harnesses resources and expertise to foster and drive innovation among academics, companies, healthcare venture capital firms, foundations, government, public health, and international agencies, and most importantly, women themselves. It's going to take a movement, a relay race, in which different companies, different innovators, different organizations all have a baton to carry. By running our parts of the race working together across disciplines, industries, regions, and nations, we can revolutionize women's health and begin to make a real difference in the lives of women everywhere. It means that entities that may have thought of themselves as competitors will need to find ways to work together or alongside each other. Sandy, what you just said is just truly inspiring, and I'm excited about some of the new efforts in and around the pipeline and to advance women's health. But I think you would agree that the pace of innovation for women globally is really not quite fast enough. Women are waiting for cures and treatments. And as the head of R&D for a large life sciences company, what's the most effective method to accelerate this innovation? I really think the key to accelerating discovery and early development are partnerships and collaborations between innovators in drug, device, and technology research, especially academics and small startups, coupled with larger life science companies. Startups, academics, and innovation engines often have novel and potentially life-changing ideas, but they could lack the resources or experiences needed for them to scale up clinical development, registration, and eventual commercialization of their innovations. Larger companies, on the other hand, have a depth of manufacturing, distribution infrastructure, drug development resources to scale up effort and create expanded opportunities for access globally. Organon's recent deals really do underscore this strategy and highlight the different flavors these deals can take. Sandy, we are counting on you and others to create more choices for women, but what can women do to make the most of their choices? What are the drivers in your mind that make choice possible? Choice is critically important because not every therapeutic will work for every woman. And women deserve as a baseline requirement in their healthcare interactions, the ability to pick the therapeutic that works best for them. Informed choice isn't something that should just be granted to women. That ability to choose goes beyond having a choice of therapy and extends to the choices a woman may make to accept risk. Many of the diseases or conditions that women suffer from have a spectrum of experiences. Consider menopause. Every single woman will experience menopause, but every woman's experience will be different. Moreover, women who will be in menopause almost a third of their lives, it is not an acute condition that will be cured. Depending on a woman's experience in menopause, she may or may not be willing to take a medication that alleviates her symptoms but is associated with medical risk. However, this decision should be hers to be made and based on available information and a discussion with her clinician. It should not be made by the clinician in deciding which therapies to offer for a set of symptoms. 
When we consider the risk and benefit in terms of evaluating new treatments for women, we're too often making our determinations of who accepts risk and how by looking at populations rather than allowing a personalized approach that empowers individual women impacted by that disease and that medical condition to accept or not accept informed risk. A woman knows better than anyone else what she's facing. Once she knows the risks, she should be empowered to make her own choices and her own decisions. I think every woman in the world would completely agree with you. So if we're going to improve the health of women globally, we're going to have to exponentially scale our efforts. And you talked a few minutes ago about competitors becoming partners and people coming together in different ways. But I love this whole notion about supercharging our efforts. How do we achieve what we need to do to really supercharge our efforts? Yeah, it's a great question. I think we really need our scientific and societal momentum to burst. We need to enlist the power of business, bring in the investors who are critical to fuel the innovation engine that accelerates innovation, information, choice, and access for women. We need to leverage the impacts of financial and regulatory push and pull engagement in order to accelerate innovation and provide women the choice that they want and access that they need. The push of funding policies that reduce research and development costs, that can incubate innovation and encourage companies and others to step forward to greatly expand choice, can also help facilitate companies' entry into the sector. We have multiple options for contraception, like we mentioned, but why don't we have more choices for endometriosis treatment or fibroids? There is a viable market demand But to complement it, the pull of regulatory policy adjustments and other initiatives can lower the barriers and lessen the time of investments to help further incentivize private sector innovation in these and other disease states. Imagine how much we could achieve if we dedicate these policies to harness even a small amount of overall health investment for women's health. Sandy, you've also said in the recent past that our efforts will require the ability to listen. And I think, you know, we all know that Organon was launched on this platform of listening. In your view, how critical is listening to the kind of collaborative effort that you talk about and you outline? And how do we account for the different perspectives that may complicate our efforts? And how do we just genuinely succeed? I think listening is absolutely critical to all collaborations. It's the most important skill that we possess. And as a new company, we are doing a lot of listening to women, but also their providers. The more we hear from innovators, public health workers, governments, regulators, investors, physicians, and women themselves, the better informed and successful we will be on this journey. And by listening to women and their doctors, we can begin to holistically understand the full extent of their need, and how we can adapt our processes and our thinking. Our task also demands that we become better at listening to each other across disciplines and sectors to better advance the health and well-being of women worldwide. Collaboration is not only possible, it's the only viable path forward. And thankfully, it's becoming more widely recognized as an essential component to making progress quickly, particularly in women's health. And in that collaboration, we need to frame the conversation to encapsulate healthcare innovation, choice, and access. It must be all three to achieve the intended global impact and the opportunity to improve lives for women around the world. Sandy, thank you so much for joining. Your insights are incredible. Is there anything else you would like to add today? Only that I hope that the work that we do at Organon And through that work, we can improve the lives of girls and women at any age in any corner of the globe. 
Only then can girls and women fully contribute to and impact their families, society, and the world at large. Thank you, Wendy. It was wonderful having Dr. Milligan on the show today. Thanks again to her for diving into the ways in which the world can better address and correct the gender disparities in healthcare. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you find your favorite podcast so that you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Wendy Lund, and thank you all for listening to Organon's Here for Her Health, building a better and healthier every day for every woman.